Today is Friday, October the 21st, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down tomorrow night's game at Williams-Brice Stadium as the Gamecocks host the Texas A&M Aggies looking for their first all-time win in the series. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch, keys to the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the week prediction as well. Also, we've got your listener questions, guys. We have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code T-S-U-S, you're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you can win it 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Spencer Rattler, if you like. You can play college sports, but also NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, and everything in between. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, and let's break the bookie this football season. Again, guys, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Be sure to check them out and tell them, Chris. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it.
The stage is officially set, and there's a briskness in the air as the second half of this Gamecocks football season begins, and what a way to do so. South Carolina, Texas A&M, under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium. Need I say more? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. Again, guys, I hope this show does find you. I don't know where you are, what you're doing. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you as we get ready for kickoff tomorrow night. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. All the love and support we felt this week as well from the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merchandise side of the business, and everything in between. Guys, before we dive into everything, let me remind you, of course, tomorrow the TSUS tailgate returns as well, live from Seawells. We'll be out there no later than 1 o'clock. Obviously, everything's going to be crazy tomorrow with the fair. They're encouraging folks to get out there as early as they possibly can. So I may slide out there a little bit before 1, but the tailgate officially gets going 1 o'clock all the way up until kickoff. As you guys know at this point, spot 78. So if you're looking at the Seawells building from the road, right, we are in the paved lot just to the left of that building, spot 78. And guys, you will see the TSUS and Big Cock Club flags flying high. Also, we will have merchandise on sale, the Beamer Ball towels, the koozies. Also, we'll have the Beamer Ball stickers to give away for free. And koozies, courtesy of our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants, which, yes, are the sponsor for our lead pipe Lock of the week. We'll have free koozies from those guys to give away as well. Very excited. I am expecting Seawells to be as raucous as it has ever been as we get ready for kickoff tomorrow night. Cannot wait to see you guys out there. Going to be one hell of a time. Without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and dive into everything because, like I said, I am fired up and excited to talk about this one as the Gamecocks and Aggies do battle tomorrow night. 7.30 kickoff. On the SEC Network, of course, at Willie B under the lights. Gamecocks right now sit as a three-point underdog in this ballgame. The over-under set at 44.5. We all are familiar with the series history as Texas A&M leads the all-time series 8-0. The first meeting coming back in 2014, and A&M has won every single meeting since on that eight-game winning streak. Last year, the two teams played in College Station with Texas A&M really, guys, just starting hot from the jump. You know, they had that long punt return for a touchdown. Colonel Zeb did all he could, but 44 to 14 was the final damage in that game as Texas A&M got the victory in that one. Top storylines, guys. Let's go ahead and dive into it. And for the second straight game, we start this off with the status of the quarterback position for the opponent. Of course, the last time the Gamecocks took the field, Kentucky trotted out their backup who will be under center? Will it be Haynes King? Will it be Weigman, the high-flying five-star? And I'm not really sure what's intriguing, guys, is I'm not sure how much this really matters. You take a look at King and Weigman. Their styles are very similar. And we've talked to multiple people this week on the Daily Crow, guys, that have said, you know, no matter who plays, it might even be to South Carolina's advantage 
if Haynes King takes the field because he has been very underwhelming this season and you sort of know what to expect and what you're going to get from him. Now, anytime fans hear the phrase, a five-star, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. Gamecock fans are known for getting a little uncomfortable just because of the history against backups. But uh, you look at that position, of course, who takes the snaps is going to be pivotal for them. Max Johnson, of course, guys getting early, hurt early in the season for Texas A&M. So who is under center? Is it Haynes King? Is it Weigman? And I think the question surrounding that is, does it really matter because both those guys have similar playing styles both are mobile kind of guys the quarterback run game will be something that South Carolina has to keep an eye on but will be intriguing to follow because Jimbo Fisher as you'd expect a lot of gamesmanship hasn't given a ton of clues in regards to will he play will he not play I think when he was asked about Haynes King will he start all Jimbo Fisher was willing to say was he'll go he didn't say he'll play he didn't say he'll start he said he will go to Columbia, South Carolina, and be present for the game. So certainly a storyline to follow as we creep closer and closer to kickoff. Guys, another big storyline for me, why I, I'm not sure it really matters who plays quarterback for Texas A&M. I think the running game for both these squads, and I think what's so interesting, guys, is that these two teams are sort of mirror images of each other. In regards to quarterback play has been suspect, Offensive lines have been inconsistent. Both teams have feature backs and want to get the run game going and run the football. The battle of the running games in this one, and I know it's cliche, guys. Whoever can run the football best and stop the run, that's the team that's going to win the game. But it's cliche for a reason, because it's true more often than not. Guys, I'm willing to say, I'll go on record and say this. If the Gamecocks outrush Texas A&M, if they simply put, at the end of the day, have more rushing yards than the Aggies, the Gamecocks will win this football game. Now, we saw South Carolina their last time out against Chris Rodriguez, one of the best backs in the SEC, do a really good job of holding him at bay, keeping him under wraps in regards to not letting him hit that big play. Yes, he still got his yardage, but it wasn't that typical Chris Rodriguez game. I think you're going to have to do the same against a Devon Shane, who, again, is one of the best running backs in the SEC. He's going to get his, right? Every great player does. But just keep him at bay enough to where he isn't gashing you and beating you play after play after play. And you're able to win a couple of those first and second downs and get them into some obvious passing situations. So again, A-Shane's going to get his, right? Just make sure he's not gashing you all night long. And of course, on your side, guys, we all know that Marshawn Lloyd is the focal point of this football team offensively. Guys, so the big storyline here is this. It's interesting that both of these teams are coming off of a bye week. And it's a couple of teams where South Carolina has won three in a row going into bye week. Texas A&M, losers of two in a row, back-to-back -back SEC games against Mississippi State. And Alabama, who they took down the wire, by the way, had the Crimson Tide on the ropes. They were a play away, practically, from winning that football game and fell just short 24-20. to But how does the bye week, affect each team because I know a lot of folks over the summer and in the preseason right looked at this game and said okay South Carolina's got a bye week this is the game that we're going to pick as the most probable big time upset this season and I said all summer that I felt like it was kind of nullified because A&M has a bye week as well but it wasn't the same right not all bye weeks are built the same and the Gamecocks going to the bye week feeling good and and uh, you know have positives to build off of 
Meanwhile, Texas A&M is licking their wounds and just trying to figure out who they are as a football team. The Heat's on Jimbo Fisher. The Aggies sit at 3-3. Three and three. Hell, I picked her to go 10-2 and two over the summer. So they've already fallen short of my expectations. You know, we're not going to know until tomorrow night how the bye week affected each group, how the open date. I saw some sticklers on social media getting upset. It's not bye week, it's open date. Whatever you want to call it. How much did it help or hurt both sides? We'll find that out tomorrow night. Another big storyline, guys, of course, we're talking quarterback, and we've spent a lot of time talking the Texas A&M side of things. Well, what about South Carolina and Spencer Rattler? And it's so interesting, the fact that I've gotten this far into the show and we're just now talking about Spencer Rattler, I think that really goes to show you the struggles that he's had this season. Because I thought that we were going to be leading off the show with, you know, QB1's going to do his thing and have a big night. And the Gamecocks have almost gotten to a point where they're trying to win in spite of his play, and mainly the turnovers. The turnover woes, he has been snake-bitten by the turnovers. Of course, guys, at the halfway point, five touchdowns, eight interceptions. I know those were not all his fault, but still, the point remains. He's turned the football over way too much. And I know, you know, I, I cringed when South Carolina played Charlotte and the announcers referred to him as a game manager. But I tell you what, in a game like this, where you feel like the only way Texas A&M is really going to expose you in regards to getting their offense rolling is if you help them. And how do you help them? Well, you give them the football in short fields. You turn the football over. You throw interceptions. You fumble the football. I'm not asking Spencer Rattler to be a game manager in this football game. What I am asking him to do is take care of the football. The team that wins the turnover battle is probably going to win this football game. When, when two teams are as evenly matched as these two teams are, and I'm not talking about talent, but I'm talking about style and the way these teams have played this season, turnovers is going to play a massive role in this one. So Spencer Rattler, what Rattler do we get? Because, guys, I'm not selling my Spencer Rattler stock totally. I still believe that Spencer Rattler can be the guy we all had hopes and dreams of him being. And I talked about it a lot this summer in regards to I thought seven – was going to have a game or two this season where you looked at it and said, you know what, he put the team on his back. He put this team on his right shoulder. Now, the good news is this. With the performance of Marshawn Lloyd and the offensive line getting better, you don't feel like he's necessarily going to have to do that, but he's got to play better. He's got to play better. Spencer Rattler needs to be one of the reasons you win the football game. He absolutely can't be a reason you're in a tight ball game or, God forbid, you lose. The game. So at minimum, he doesn't have to throw for 350. He doesn't have to throw four touchdowns, but the turnovers have got to be limited. Bottom line. Another big storyline, guys, in this one winning in the trenches. And I talked about it a little bit earlier, guys. It's cliche, but it's so true. If you win at the point of attack, you'll win the football game. And that's the case in this one, guys. It's so interesting. I feel like there's a lot of similar points we could hit on that we talked about going into the Kentucky game that remain true in this one as well. Hey, Texas A&M, they've struggled to stop the run. 189 yards per game they are giving up. What's so interesting, you look at those numbers, they're only giving up 18 points per game. So they've been stingy, no doubt, but the numbers in some facets are ugly. Again, I just mentioned the rushing yards per game. They're giving up about 178 or so yards per game through the air. But they've been exposed on the ground. Meanwhile, on the offensive side, yes, they've got A-Shane. Haven't been great running the football on their end. Line of scrimmage has been somewhat of an issue 
for Texas A&M. And I feel like I was saying somewhat of a similar thing going in that Kentucky game, and you saw what happened. The Gamecocks were able to dominate up front and in turn win the football game. If you can win in the trenches and also do those positive performances, especially by the defensive line. Right, I've been talking a lot about the light bulb moment for the Gamecocks offense, and was that the light bulb moment for South Carolina in the second half of that game in Lexington? Well, what about the defense? Was that the light bulb moment for this Gamecocks defensive front? Do we all of a sudden see them now take over game after game after game? Was that just a one-off for guys like Zach Pickens, Jordan Birch, Tonka Hemingway, or do we see that on a more regular basis, on a week-in, week-out basis? I'd like to think that is the case. Going to be really, really interesting to see what that battle in the trenches looks like because Texas A&M, as we all know, is talented, but they've been exposed on a fairly consistent basis this season. Guys, on the big storyline, of course, you all know at this point, it is a sold-out environment tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium. Does the night game mojo continue? The Gamecocks are 4-0 and under the lights this season. And yes, I understand who some of the opponents are, but guys, when you get into a season like this and you have momentum, positive momentum, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. It doesn't matter if it's a 13th grade school like some of you out there like to say. I don't really give a damn. If you believe that you're unbeatable at night, then guess what? You are. If you believe you're a different football team at home, then you are, right? Whatever you believe, that tends to become your reality. The Gamecocks are also 8-3 and three at Williams-Brice Stadium under head coach Shane Beamer. And I understand there's been some bad losses in there. I totally get it. However, the night game mojo, you've tend to played well in primetime, in the spotlight, under the lights. You're going to have that raucous crowd behind you. Does that continue? And I talked about this yesterday, but guys, for Williams-Brice Stadium to get back to being known as, as you know, a, a feared, intimidating environment, this is a game you have to win. These type of swing games, right? These type of games that feel very gettable. You're on your home field and you've got your crowd behind you. I know the crowd doesn't play the football game, but if you're really going to play your best ball at home, you win a game like this. We'll see if they can do that. Guys, another big storyline for me. Beamer ball. Yes, Beamer ball. I think special teams. This is a pair of teams right here in South Carolina and Texas A&M that take a lot of pride in special teams and have been really, really good on special teams this season. And guys, we talked before, when you've got evenly matched games like this and you've got games where you're trying to snap streaks and you're trying to do things that haven't been done before, if you can win the facet of the game that is special teams, hey, we saw it last year in this game, right? Texas A&M opens up the game with a punt return for a touchdown, and that was pretty much all she wrote in that one. It's such a back-breaking thing. It's so demoralizing, right? It's so demoralizing to your opponent which team breaks first on special teams. We've seen the Gamecocks make some big plays, lead the country in blocked punts with five. I got a good feeling, guys, if you make a big special teams play, a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, a return for a touchdown, you're going to win this football game. Guys, another big storyline for me. Slow starts in this one. You know, it's funny. I didn't even have this written in my notes, but it just came to my head. Both of these teams start excruciatingly slow. And I think that may be the good news for the Gamecocks, similar to Kentucky. Even if you get off to a slow start, 
I don't think Texas A&M is explosive enough offensively to pull away from you, right? But you just wonder. You know, it's something I've harped on over and over and over and over again. And you've had the bye week now. So does bye week sat come out? Does bye week Carolina come out? Guys, here's another fun stat for you. The Gamecocks in the Shane Beamer era when they've had extra time to get ready, South Carolina's 5-0. and And so that includes games going into a season opener. That includes the SC State game, which was moved, uh, which was moved uh back or excuse me going into the the Kentucky game because you had extra time to get ready for that one that includes the bowl game of course so the Gamecocks when they've got extra time to prepare it normally goes pretty well does that include getting off to a quicker start though that is my question and guys my final storyline is this just another opportunity to snap a negative streak man a negative trend you're going to have a lot of these type of games guys in the second half and I know we've talked a lot about them but um you know, give Texas A&M their credit, right? They've been a really, really good football team over the last eight meetings. You've had some chances to win these ball games, but the last couple, right, you've lost by 30-plus points. The average margin of defeat in this series, guys, has been 19 points per game. There have been a lot of uncompetitive games in this matchup, but you feel like going into this one, Texas A&M, is as gettable as they've ever been in the history of this series. Huge, huge opportunity tomorrow night to snap a streak. And I think it's something that, you know, just a feather in Shane Beamer's cap that he can put in and do something that has never been done at the University of South Carolina. That is beat Texas A&M. All right, guys, let's dive into our key matchups to watch, guys. Before we do, though, obviously we're all hoping we're going to be smoking the Aggie pack tomorrow night late after the Gamecocks get the W. And if we are, it'll be courtesy of my friends over at Carolina Cigars. Guys, Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to our shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. Guys, they offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. Also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island and special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection that they're very proud of and their beautiful lounge. When you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars, and that's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all here at Carolina Cigars. As you can find them on Instagram, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. 8600. And guys, like I mentioned at the beginning of the ad read, we're going to be smoking the Aggie pack hopefully tomorrow night. And it'll all be courtesy of my friends over at Carolina Cigars. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's get into our key matchups to watch, guys. And we'll start, of course, earlier. I talked about 
the running game. And that's going to be the focus, I think, in this ballgame tomorrow. And if you like the running game and you like talented running backs, we have got a good one lined up for you. Marshawn Lloyd against Devon A-Chain, the talented running back for the Aggies, 528 yards thus far this season, 5.4 yards per carry and three touchdowns. And, of course, guys, on the Gamecock side of things, we know the impact Lloyd has made at this point. Going to be a lot of fun to watch those two dudes go against each other. And I heard Marcus Lattimore say something going into the Kentucky game where, as a back, right, people spend all week breaking down games and previewing games. And everyone going into that U.K. game, was talking about Chris Rodriguez Jr. and was not giving Marshawn Lloyd any sort of love. I say all that to say I guarantee you there's a chip on each of these guys' shoulders and the they they want to outrush the other, right? They want to outduel the other on the ground, if you will. So it's going to be a lot of fun and really exciting to watch these two guys go at it. Cannot wait to watch Lloyd and A-Chain go toe-to-toe against one another. My second key matchup. Spencer Rattler against Jordan Gilbert. Guys, I mentioned it's a it's of utmost importance to Spencer Rattler protect the football. Jordan Gilbert, one of the very talented defensive backs in that Texas A&M secondary. Gilbert, 41 tackles, one tackle for loss, and two interceptions on the season. You look at A&M, guys, it hasn't always been pretty, but that secondary features some big-time ball players. And for a defense that's had trouble stopping the run, they lean on the back half of their defense. And, of course, guys, Spencer Rattler. What do I really need to say about his performance in regards to he needs to play better and he needs to be the QB1 we all expected him to be? And at minimum, like I mentioned, take care of the football. So, again, Rattler versus Gilbert. You think at some point you're going to have to pass the football. Spencer Rattler's got to take care of it. And then, finally, guys, my final key matchup to watch. Special team's going to be at a premium in this one. Which team cracks first? Who makes the special teams play How about these special teams coordinators going at it? Pete Limbo against Jeff Banks, the two special teams coordinators. And I think there will be madness. I think there will be some big special teams plays in these games. And I talk a lot about Beamer Ball and Shane Beamer. And obviously his reputation precedes himself in regards to the special teams side of things. But Pete Limbo deserves a lot of credit and has done an incredible job. Jeff Banks, of course, like I mentioned, guys, for AM, they take a lot of pride in it as well. Going to be a lot of fun because a lot of special teams, of course, it's effort, but it's also coaching, right? It's also coaching and scheming some things up. Do we see some trick plays, especially for two teams that have struggled on offense, right? So we might see some, some trick plays in special teams or some fakes or something to get their teams, their respective sides fired up. Going to be a lot of fun to see what Limbo and Banks have got up their sleeve. Guys, let's dive into our keys to the game, our three keys to victory and what South Carolina must do to ensure a big W tomorrow night under the lights. Guys, I've talked about it a lot. The first, simply put, protect the football. In an evenly matched game like this, you feel like at home, you expect to win it. If you're giving the football away, right, you're giving Texas A&M short fields, that's going to help them out tremendously. I know it's a no-duh, it's a no-brainer. That's why I don't I, – you you could put this for every single game, right? If you turn the football over, you're going to lose. But I think especially in a game like this, and you look at Spencer Rattler, he's been so turnover-prone. The Gamecocks guys coming in this game, minus six for the season in the turnover margin, which is one of the worst rates in college football. That's got to be better. I think you need to win the turnover margin to win this football game, protect the football at all costs, and get the football off of Texas A&M while you're at it. My second key to victory, we talk a lot, guys, about 
the quarterback position for Texas A&M, right? The run game, what they're going to be leaning on. I think it's paramount you win first down. I think it's absolutely crucial you win first down. If you can get Texas A&M into some obvious third and longs, obvious passing situations, and then you let guys like Jordan Birch and Gilbert Edmond, Alex Huntley going to be back for this game, Tonka Hemingway, Zach Pickens, your linebacking crew as well. You let those guys eat. You let Jimmy Lindsey's creatures, as he calls them, get after the quarterback. I think you're going to set yourself up for a lot of success tomorrow night. But you got to win first down, right? If you're just letting A chain gas you all night and they're getting in, uh, they're getting in second and twos and third and ones, gonna be really tough to win on defense. So win first down, get them in some obvious passing situations. I think you'll have a very successful night defensively. And then my final key to victory, guys, and this one I think may be most important for both sides. Red zone efficiency, red zone efficiency, cashing in when you get in the red area. Who scores touchdowns? Who has to kick field goals? That's going to go a long way in this football game. So, guys, my three keys to victory. Protect the football, win first down, and red zone efficiency. You do those three things and win those three facets of the game, I think you got a great shot of winning this football game tomorrow night. Guys, let's dive into our prediction. The A1 Air Quality Consultants Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. Very excited to give you guys my full thoughts on this ballgame and appreciate our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services. Mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc. Asbestos testing in building materials. Asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne. Air monitoring services during abatement projects and E. coli testing surface and water. Guys, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1 Air Quality 1 and on Instagram at A1 Air Quality Consultants. For any other questions, head to their website at a1airqualityconsultants.com. That's a1airqualityconsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And again, we appreciate our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants for their love and support of the Spurs Up Show and also the koozies that I mentioned at the top of the show that we will be handing out at the TSUS tailgate tomorrow. That being said, Guys, I feel very, very similarly right now to this game as I felt two weeks ago to the date heading into the game against Kentucky. You look at this Texas A&M team and you look at the matchup, and it's actually very, very similar, right, in regards to questions at the quarterback position, a suspect run defense, a quality running back on their side, I understand Texas A&M is much, much more talented than Kentucky. But a lot of the same concerns and a lot of the same reasons for optimism, I find myself having those going into this game. You know, I told myself that I would not pick the Gamecocks. I don't think I was thinking back, by the way. I don't know that I've ever picked South Carolina to beat Texas A&M since I started creating content 
around the Gamecocks. And it has been a long, and I mean a long, eight-game losing streak. I was at the 2014 game when Kenny Trill was born and the beginning of the end of the Spurrier era started at Williams-Brice Stadium. I was at the game in 2016 when A.J. Turner took basically the opening snap to the crib for a 75-yard touchdown. And you thought to yourself, maybe this is the year to pull the upset. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Guys, we've sat through year after year after year. I was at 2018 as well when Jake Bentley threw the interception in the end zone to get that one going and the Boo Birds came out. This has been a very, very long and frustrating series with Texas A&M. And I know there's many of us that would love to see the Aggies for whatever reason, fall off the schedule. Here's the reality when it comes to this game tomorrow night, though, guys. You're not playing the Texas A&M logo. You're not playing a $30 million recruiting class. You're not playing an eight-game losing streak. You're not playing any negative trends and numbers and streaks or anything like that. This is simply put a game between the 2022 Gamecocks and the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies. Who starts at quarterback for A&M? Does it really matter? I don't know that it does, guys. Quarterback run game, I think, is the wild card in this one. And it's something I think defensively you've got to watch out for. But again, I don't really care if it's Haynes King. I don't care if it's the Weigman kid. I think South Carolina should be able to have success defensively. Offensively, what do you do? We all know that Marcus Satterfield is coaching for his job. Hell, I don't really even know what he can do at this point to salvage it. But in the meantime, we, we'd all love to see the Gamecocks win a few games down the stretch. And I put a lot of these games in boxes over the preseason, right, guys? I labeled Arkansas as the biggest swing game of the year. I labeled Kentucky as the inflection point game of the year. I labeled Mizzou as the most important game of the year. So I'm not exactly sure how I label this Texas A&M game, and I don't know that you can really put it in a box. But it's a huge game. When you think about the second half of this season, And the next four games, especially upcoming, which I label all as swing games, right? Tennessee, Clemson look really tough and daunting at the end. We'll worry about those when we get to that point. But the next four games all look very, very gettable, very, very winnable for South Carolina. And I agree with everything that's happened. It really is tough to fathom that the Gamecocks could be sitting on Sunday morning, we could wake up and this team could be 5-2. and two. And guys, let me also say this. If that does happen, you may say to yourself, this is the worst 5-2 and two team in the country. This, this team is this. This team doesn't deserve to be ranked. Who gives a damn? A win is a win is a win. And when you can win SEC games, eh, you don't really complain about how you get them. But again, back to this game. An evenly matched contest is the way I see it. I think both sides are going to lean on their run game. I don't expect any sort of offensive explosion from two of the worst offenses, at least statistically at this point, 
in the SEC. I understand what the points per game say for South Carolina, but I think there's a lot of inflation there due to playing games against Charlotte and SC State and even Georgia State in the season opener. Texas A&M, what a mystery they are, right? Sitting at three and three. Which direction do they go, right? Just lost to Bama by four points without Bryce Young. Does that really matter? Is that more of an uh, an indication that Alabama needs Bryce Young desperately or did Texas A&M start to turn a corner and their talent shine? And I know for most folks in this game, and it's not really a bad means of operation, but most folks are probably going to look at this game and say, you know what, you got to give credit to the talent and lean on the talent when in doubt. As I said before, guys, I, I have a very, very similar feeling. I've had a similar feeling all week as I had going into Kentucky, which you guys could probably tell I was very optimistic. I felt like there were a lot of reasons that pointed to why South Carolina could win the football game. But almost out of principle, right, I, I chose Kentucky because of all of the negative trends and the streaks. And listen, they do matter to some degree. They're a great talking point for all of us. And history and the past helps give you an idea of what is most likely going to happen in the future. But the past does not define you. And at some point, streaks must be broken. At some point, change occurs. And I ignored it two weeks ago going into the Kentucky game. I picked South Carolina to lose against simply out of a show-me state of mind and simply out of principle. And thankfully, I was pleasantly surprised. There are so many reasons that point to, guys, why South Carolina should win this football game. Questions under center for Texas A&M. Suspect on both lines of scrimmage. Turmoil within College Station as they have been one of the biggest underachievers in college football to this point. Losers of two in a row. The Gamecocks, winners of three in a row. Guys, you've got Texas A&M in by far the most winnable game of this series today. If you don't get this one, I don't know when you'll get them. But you've got Texas A&M on your home field with questions at quarterback and suspect on the line of scrimmage and coming in licking their wounds. Meanwhile, you are riding high on positive momentum on your home field at night in front of a sellout crowd. Guys, not only do I think South Carolina wins the football game, I think South Carolina fans, we should expect the Gamecocks to win this game. I ignored the signs two weeks ago. Going into UK, everything that pointed towards, hey, it's a great chance here. Great opportunity. The Gamecocks, all the stars are aligned. Everything is aligned in this one. I'm not a believer in Texas A&M. I don't think they're very good. I think they're very talented, but there's a big difference between being very talented and being a good football team. Guys, we've seen it for years at South Carolina where the recruiting rankings, they don't always match the performance on the field, right? They don't always go hand in hand. That being said, 
I think both teams get off to a very slow start. I would not be surprised, guys, if this isn't a seven to three ball game at them. I'm not even joking. I could see this being seven to three. Both offenses will sputter. However, I think it's the Gamecocks in the second half that will have just enough and will come out victorious and will snap this eight-game losing streak. You can't believe it, and I can't believe it, but I tell you what, I think the Gamecocks are going to be 5-2 and two after tomorrow night. Again, I think everything lines up. You've got everything in your favor. You've got the positive momentum. You've got a reeling Texas A&M, and you've got Gamecock Nation behind you under the lights. I think it's a close ball game. I think it comes down to the wire. But at home, at night, this is a game, this football team, this coaching staff, and this fan base should not hope to win. We should expect to win. And I think the Gamecocks will win. Lock me in, guys. My lead pipe lock of the week brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. I'm on South Carolina 22, Texas A&M 20. I think the Gamecocks edge out the Aggies of what I think will be one of the classics of the season. I think it's a really close game. But again, guys, the coin flip at home. Give me Carolina. They've got the momentum. They've got the confidence. And we all know how good this team has been off bye weeks in the Shane Beamer era. I think that trend will continue in a big-time victory. Lock me in. Gamecocks 22, Aggies 20. Guys, that's going to do it for my breakdown of this game. Tomorrow night, would love to hear your thoughts. Would love to hear your predictions. Would love to hear just how you feel going in to kickoff. Guys, let's get into your listener questions, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. We do have a couple of questions I want to get into. Um, let's see. E. Reese Q says, how many points do you think we can score against Tennessee? I think at least three. I don't know if this is a troll question or not, but uh, I think we can score more than three, my guy. Austin G underscore 45 says, if we find a way to win against Texas A&M, does that change your outlook on the season? Well, here's the funny thing. I had this football team getting to eight and four. Now, could they still get to eight and four if we beat A&M? Absolutely. Will the eight be the exact eight that I picked? Well, no, because I had you losing to Texas A&M over the summer. Um, but certainly, you know, a win or a loss in this ball game. How could it not change your outlook on the rest of the season? I'm not sitting here saying the Gamecocks are going to go win 10 games or anything like that. But, yeah, you win this game. I mean, all of a sudden, your next three, you're, you're looking you're looking realistically at a 7-2 and two start. I know that sounds crazy. It feels crazy for me to say it feels aggressive, but it is possible. Mike.Edwards07 says, not for the game, but is Marcus Satterfield gone no matter what after the season? Well, I mean, listen, I think if you turn it around and you score 40 points per game the rest of the way out, I think he could return. Will that happen? I highly doubt it. Uh, G. Lawless says, what do you think we'll be ranked after we win tomorrow? Got to be confident. Go Cox. I hear you. Uh, I think the Gamecocks, you'd see them somewhere 22 to 25, something like that. Uh, final question, Krusty Andy, do you think we'll implement a similar game plan at Kentucky given the circumstances? Yes, Krusty, I think that's a great question. And I think it's a great point. Again, this game lines up very, very similar in my mind. And I think the outcome will be similar as well. I think the Gamecocks will get the dub, USC 22, A&M 20. I, I just, I don't know, guys. You know, I, I ignored this gut feeling against Kentucky. 
I ignored this gut feeling because I had this same gut feeling. I had this same optimism, and I wasn't shocked by what happened against the Cats. So I'm listening to my gut this time. I'm listening to my gut. Again, it's a game I expect to win. You're telling me you've got a wounded A&M team that has questions at QB and questions everywhere? That's a game we should win, guys. That's a, and I don't think it's being overly aggressive. I don't think it's, I don't think it's putting the cart before the horse. I just think you should be able to take advantage of an opponent like Texas A&M with their problems when they're on your home field at night. I really do. So we'll see if this team can live up to my expectations. We'll see if this team can deliver on my prediction. And here's the hoping we'll be smoking the Aggie Pack, courtesy my friends over at Carolina Cigars, after the dust has settled. Guys, again, thank you all so much for all the love and support this week. Truly, we feel it on this end from the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merchandise as well. I cannot say thank you enough to you all. Guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Texas A&M, and we'll talk to you all on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.